Okay, do you want to start by uh, reading your... Yeah, I can. And I, I just wanted to thank you for... Um, I didn't expect such a fast response. I just I thank you for taking the time to talk to me. My pleasure. My pleasure. Um, okay, so let's see. Do you want me to just read the whole email from the top? Indeed. Okay. Um, all right, I'll try not to... Uh, I might get a little bit emotional reading it. I was That's kind of fine. emotional That's just rereading it. Over. Okay. Um, okay, so from the top. Um, <clears throat> I've uh, been listening to your show for seven to eight years now. Never even thought about calling in, but I'm in desperate need for some no bullshit wisdom. I'm at a crisis point. I fear that I've ruined my marriage. Uh, my wife and I got married eight years ago in 2011 with a lot of hope for the future and a plan to start a family. There was one problem with that plan though. My wife is significantly older than me. I was 30 at the time and she had just turned 38. I understood the difficulties associated with her age and trying to conceive and I think she did as well. <clears throat> However, she did not want to start trying right away. She wanted to finish school first for the first two years of our marriage, I supported her while she was in school, and then for another year after that while she looked for a job. At that point, she wanted to wait until I finished school. I started a two-year program in 2014 to train for the job that I have now. The whole time, the clock was ticking, and I was becoming increasingly worried about it. I would occasionally express my worry, but I feel I failed both of us by not being forceful enough or not stating outright how horrible I knew our plan was. She would often get very upset when I broached the topic, and I censored myself just to keep the peace. <clears throat> All the while, I was screaming internally. Finally, two years ago, we started trying. She was almost 44 at the time. Since then, we've managed to conceive one time. <laughs> Sorry, this is the part I knew I was going to get. No, it's 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 horrible. I mean, miscarriages are are brutal, brutal on on the mm -hmm. system. Yeah, especially after. Well, yeah. Okay, I'll keep reading. Um, and um, so we, we conceived one time in March this year. Her pregnancy ended in an early miscarriage at eight weeks gestation. <laughs> That was the worst heartache I've ever experienced, and it feels like a part of me has died. Um, and then I guess to and the reason I fear I've ruined our marriage this winter while in the thick of my existential discontent regarding the future and our failed attempts to start a family, I got deeply emotionally involved with a female coworker. She started. She shared a lot of my intellectual interests. We understood each other very well, and we developed a very deep connection rapidly. It became an emotional affair. It felt like an oasis of life in the increasingly empty desert that was my life. My wife actually found out about it, and I told her I would put an end to it, and I did for a time. How did she it's, find out about it? Um. Well... Um, it was kind of carelessness on my part, I guess, but so, uh, we had been, um, ex 
exchanging a lot of text messages um, through uh, Messenger app on Facebook, basically. Um, and I didn't even think. Um, and 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 they were they were very personal conversations that her and I were having very often. And oh, one day I had just left my Facebook open and my wife used my laptop for something. She opened it up and she saw what must have been a month and a half or two months of very personal conversations between me and this other woman at work. Right. And she confronted me about it and and I and I told her that I was going to put a stop to it and I really believed I would at the time and uh, I didn't. And there's more I could say about that. But Can I just, just um, as we continue, I just want to make sure I get my placeholders correct. Is it okay. my, well, it's my guess that the woman you were having an emotional affair with mm-hmm. uh, was younger? Uh, yeah, she's 36. Uh, but when she's you started a, the emotional affair? Yes. And that was uh, this winter. There was a lot of things that came to a head. It actually, uh, when... I was kind of in the thick of that situation with her when my wife got pregnant and uh, it was kind of weird, but um, a lot of things came to a head then, but um, at the time, Um, but, uh, but she's younger, she's 36, but she's also a single mother uh, with three children herself. So, wow. (laughs) Well, yeah. And what happened to the father of her children? Um, so he, I guess, divorced her back in 2010. Um, she told me that he was abusive, emotionally abusive. Jeez. Of course, I only have one side of the story, but... Okay. Okay. I didn't Let, I'll, I'll bookmark that. this. Let's, let's, let's keep going. Okay. Okay. You want me to uh, finish the rest of the yes, uh, the email? Okay. So I said I would put an end to it, and I did for a time. This coworker was in love with me, and she didn't keep her distance. I also didn't push her away because I realized, much to my dismay, that I had fallen in love with her as well. Or at least it felt like love. Sure. Um, it often does. It was very (laughs) strong Um, because my soul couldn't bear the dishonesty anymore. I came out and confessed to my wife last night that we were still interacting and that I was in love with her. Her heart is broken. My emotions are a confused mess, but I know that I'm devastated to know that I hurt her like this. And now all I want is to make things right. We just started seeing a fertility specialist and I want to support her through Through all that, though I'm terrified of being heartbroken by a miscarriage again, and I'm so uncertain about the future, terrified of being swept up into more heartache and disappointment. She isn't really talking to me very much right now. I should say we actually did talk a little bit after I sent this email, but, um, um, but my apologies have fallen flat. I don't know how to fix it. I'm facing my own inadequacies and shortcomings now. And I'm frankly ashamed of the man I see in the mirror. <clears throat> Do you think there could be a way past this without blowing up either of our lives? Hmm. 
That's a, it's a hell of a story. It's a hell of a story. And uh, how do you feel having uh, written it and, and, and sent it and now talking about it? I, uh, well, um, I feel, and truthfully, after, after having some conversations with my wife, I feel a little more clarity about what I want. Um, I'm also, I don't, I, I'm also feeling, uh, maybe a little disconnected from my emotions right now to some extent, just because this is a little bit surreal. I didn't <laughs> expect this fast of a response and everything. Um, I, I wrote this email, like I, I, I just, <laughs> I wrote it probably in about 15 minutes and I just, um, uh, can I just I ask just you for like a favor? That there's a lot of crinkling and moving and and stuff like that oh. in the background. Can you just try and hold still? Otherwise, I spend oh, forever yeah. in post production. Thank you. Yeah, sorry about that. Okay, so you feel a bit disconnected uh, uh, emotionally now. Just out of curiosity, what do you think people are thinking when they when they hear this about your story? What do you think they're like if I, I hate to say picture the comment section, you know, because that can sometimes be right. a little I try not to a little rough. <laughs> but uh, what what do you think people's initial response is going to be to the data that you've provided so far? Um, probably, what's the deal with this guy and the decisions he's made or not making? It's a a little jaw-dropping. I'll just tell you, like, straight up, right? I mean, just so we get this all Mm -hmm. out of the way, right? So to me, it's a little jaw-dropping that you get married. She was 38, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you get married. She's 38, right? Mm -hmm. And... She had just turned 38. She just turned 38. And then she's like, let's not try for kids now because I'm in school. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You, you understand I, I, I that's that, like what the what now? <laughs> yeah. I and I, I, I like why the I, hell would I she want to go back to exactly school if she also if she's why would she want to go back to school if she's gonna be a mom? I know. I I and I Like I'm uh, happy I've, to hear I'm happy to hear the reasoning uh, that, that I'm not following, right? And maybe maybe there's something that, well, that I'm not you know, following. Uh huh. So yeah, I can tell me what the logic is here. I can. T- I don't know if I can tell you particularly what the logic is of it. I can tell you what she told me um, when we had the conversations we did had about it. Um, when we were able to have conversations about it, um, she felt that it was very important that she have she was she went to school uh for physical therapy um that even if when we had kids um if even if and and she were to be like a stay-at-home mother that if something were to happen to me she wanted to have something that she could fall back on yeah i know it's her called father- insurance like i still don't understand like you take out life insurance and then if you get hit by a bus she gets a million dollars or something which is more than she could make in like 20 years of, of physical therapy. So I'd be, I'd I mean, still, I'm not quite fault. Like, hey, I mean, of course, I mean, of course, if you 
are a woman and you get married to a guy and, and, and he gets hit by a bus, then you're in, in trouble, right? But that's exactly why the entire industry of insurance exists. So, um, again, I'm yes. not quite following this, why she has to go to... And also, was she going to school to upgrade her physical therapy or was she going to school for something else or what? Or she was um she had already gone to school for nursing and she wanted to go it was she went to this it was a two year program uh for a physical therapist assistant, uh which is currently what she's Wait, doing what happened now. To the nursing? Um, well <laughs> I mean, we could get lost in the weeds talking about no, some no, of that. No, no, this isn't. These, these are uh, not weeds. You know, you you got to trust me. I've been doing this for fifteen years, okay. right? And I right. I kind of have some idea so, what I'm doing. Okay, so just just I, not weeds. Just just yeah. trust me. I, what happened okay. to the nursing? Um, she. So, let me think. It's hard to go back and try to retrace her rationale because ultimately, no, just, just roughly, I, did she not like it? Did did not pay enough money? Well, I guess it could oh, be the money. she her plan. She actually, um, when we were still dating, um, and for like a year and a half when our relationship started, she we were it was a long distance relationship. Um, she eventually moved down here with me and immediately started nursing school at that time. Wait, when she you started wanted dating. to get in physical therapy, she wanted to get in physical. Yeah, and that was in 2008. She wanted to get into physical therapy. Okay, I, I... you understand. This. She had, first, first of all, she had a plan. Uh, hang on, her... sorry, sorry to interrupt. You, you, you gotta be like, this is your life, right? This can't be the first time. You, you, it sounds like I'm asking you to translate something from Sanskrit, and you have to look it up on the internet, right? So, she, she did she have a profession before 2008 when she started going into nursing? Uh, she was, um, where she lived, she had basically a job at a factory that made okay, door Okay, so she had a job at a factory. She wanted to get out of the factory and she wanted to get into nursing, right? Yeah. She, and then did she, she wanted take to nursing? Get, she wanted to get out of the factory. She wanted to move down with me and she wanted to get, um, her goal was to get into physical therapy eventually. She felt like. What? Well, how, it does was nursing, good, how, how does nursing fit into that? It doesn't. Okay, I, I just want to make sure I'm not missing something. That's all. I mean, if if the, if there's no good decision making here, um, then it does. Okay, so I, so she she took two years of nursing, and then she wanted to take two more years of physical therapy. Is that right? Yes. Wasn't all and this was, kind of expensive? Um, it wasn't terribly expensive. The um. The uh, it's actually she's not in any debt anymore uh, for her schooling. She went she t did physical therapy at a community college locally, and I don't think the nursing school was very expensive. But why did she take nursing? I'm still trying to follow that. There is no good reason. Okay. I, All right. This this was I I had I even had I was a, I was a little bit naive at the time. I even had some misgivings, but. I kind of, I, I guess I thought things would work out. Hmm, yes. The reason I'm asking this is that may be a pattern, right? I have Possibly. misgivings, like I would with the woman who's in her 40s trying to have her first baby, but I hope things, or I think things will work out, right? And that hasn't been happening, right? No, it hasn't. And I, I just, it's been a slow realization over the past few years that, 
things are not working out like I had hoped they would. Now, when did you first, I mean, did you think when you met her, she's 38, right? And and you're, you were 30, right, at the time? Uh-huh. Oh, when I, um, when I met her, I was 26. And she was, um, it would have been 2007. It was 2007 when we first started dating, so she would have been 34. Okay, and when did you first think that you might want to become a father? I'm uh, as early as 20. Like I I pretty much always wanted to be a father. Okay. Now, when did you, when would you say that you thought about female fertility and the fertility window and this, that, and the other? (sighs) Not a whole lot until, um, not until, not a whole lot until we were making plans to get married. So you were from, from from her age thirty four to thirty eight. You dated, but you didn't really think about. Well, she's getting older. We should move this along. But around the age of thirty eight, you started to think about her fertility window, and then she spent another two years in school. Yeah, I mean, I I know it's I know it's dumb. <laughs> well, no, I, no. Listen, it's not dumb because you listen to this show, so you're not dumb. You're not yeah. dumb, right? There's some there's something else, right? There's something else. Okay, so she says, I want to spend, I just, she, when, when did she take the nursing degree? Uh, that was 2008 to 2009 or 2010. And did she ever work as a nurse? Yeah, she worked at a nursing home uh, for a few years. Ah, okay. And then she didn't, she wanted something else, right? Yeah, um, yeah, I guess she wanted to... She wanted to, looking back, I guess she wanted to have something um, that made her enough money or that she enjoyed to some extent while she was getting ready to and going to school for physical therapy. Now, did she also want to be a mother? Yes. So help me understand why there's all of this career planning. I mean, she's had a couple of decades to plan a career, right? So yes. I guess I'm trying to sort of understand why she's doing all of this this career planning and, and education and so on when she's aiming to be a mom. I feel like in order to answer that, like I feel like I have to kind of go back and retru- try to remember some of the rationale she gave at the time. I've basically kind of come to the realization over time that it was always a bad plan from the beginning it was never a good idea i don't know why i know that i was naive and i i I thought things would work out um i know that she had always had difficulty confronting um the reality of the situation once she had a certain plan she had decided on a particular path she wanted to take um it was hard to logic her out of it, I guess. Right. And when did you notice that she was very bad at making these kinds of decisions? I guess, like I said, when I first started thinking about age and fertility, when we were engaged, um, 
we had a conversation where I expressed my concerns about our plan, and I th- I thought that, and, but she always. <laughs> It was always very upsetting for her when I tried to kind of just um, talk about the reality of the situation. Um, And I was never, like I said in my email, I wasn't forceful enough. I wasn't. Well, were you forceful? I I, I guess I was afraid. I guess I wouldn't use the term forceful to describe anything (laughs) that I did. I voiced my concerns, but I, I, I was also afraid that if I gave her an ultimatum or something like that, that she would not want to be with me. So I basically told her, I have my misgivings, but I want to be with you. Come what may. Now, why do you and want I did to not realize? Uh, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I just, I had no idea at the time. Um, if we had what it would be like to struggle with infertility, I had no idea I wanted to have, I wanted to be a father, but it wasn't like this deep existential need that I felt at the time. And as I've gotten older and time has ticked by, I've realized that I, I, it's one of the most, it's, it might be the most painful thing I've ever experienced to not have become a father. And, um, I didn't anticipate that if I knew what that would be like, I, I, Maybe I would have behaved differently. Right. Now, of course, you're how old now? 38. Yeah. So you've got 10 years, if you want, to become a dad, right? You can become a dad. Yes. I mean, I'm no expert and no doctor, but you've you got to understand that when people hear, like, she's 45 and we're going to try and have a baby, come on. Come on. Right. I know. Right. I mean, am I missing something here? Is is I mean, no. It's going to be hugely expensive. If I assume you're going to have to get donor eggs, right? Possibly. I mean, we might try IVF. No, but she's forty-five, man. The the eggs are ancient. Yeah, we've talked about adoption too. It's something that's on the table. Well, I don't know. I mean. I, again, I, I've never looked into it, but as far as I understand it, if you want to go with adoption, I'm not sure how keen they are on, uh, you know, way uh, way older parents. Yeah. And is that really fair? Uh, and I don't know. I mean, that's a big, big question, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also assume that you you want you want your own kid if you if you can, right? Um. Yes, that's you're, you're really rolling the dice preferable. with adoption, right? You're really rolling the dice with adoption. Yeah, I know, and I, listening to you has kind of made me think about that a lot more deeply. Right. Which is, you know, and people are going to get mad at me, and it's like, you know, I, I think the people who would do adopt, I think it's a great thing to do, but, you know, I mean, if you have choices, I, I think in general most people would rather have their own, uh, yeah. their own kid, right? Okay. Yeah, definitely. So as far, you know, as far as like shaking you out of unreality the first thing that i would do is say um you know gosh not not only the odds of of 
getting pregnant at the age of 45 are tiny. And the odds of it coming to to fruition, a healthy child coming out, is is tiny, um, and uh, and then you you get only one, obviously, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm. I would never have the slightest bit of hope for more than one. No, no, and, and even the hope enough. for one. Or what you can do is you can start spending tens of thousands of dollars on IVF. And that's yeah. going to be more heartbreak, and you still, again, unless you get donor eggs, in which case you're going to start spend tens of thousands of dollars more to get donor eggs, and then uh, the baby is, again, you're rolling the dice a little bit with the genetics of, of who you get the donor eggs from and, and all that, right? So it's it's a mess. If you, want, if you want to be a father, you're in an, about the worst situation that you can be in because if she was 55 you'd say okay well forget it right i'm not even going to bother trying right but but you can have years of incredibly expensive bank busting heartbreak ahead of you right yes so it's about as bad as it can be right and yes. also um she's not a good decision maker and i'm not sure how that would fundamentally change like you, ha you have already established the dynamics of your relationship, right? You, you've been going out for ten years, right, or so, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Give or take. Yeah. Was it eleven? Um. Well, I guess it would have been twelve years now. Twelve years. Okay. So twelve years. You're not assertive, and she likes you that way. She gets upset, and you shut up which is disrespectful to both parties, right? Your concerns should be taken seriously, and you should respect her enough to not let her manipulate you in that bullshit way, right? Right? I'm upset is not an argument. And when it's something that's very important to you, such as having a child, she should damn well listen to your concerns because you matter, right? You're supposed to matter in a relationship. Your concerns, yeah. your fears, your it's all supposed to matter. Yeah. Right. So I, when she cries herself into infertility when you desperately want to become a father, that's bullshit. I, yeah, I, and I agree. I agree with all of that. And I, part of, and this is part of the impetus for me writing to you, I've kind of reached the point where I just, I can't. not assert what it is that I need, um, what it is that I want. I, I have to, I, I, that I need to have enough respect for myself to not tolerate. Uh, I'm finding it hard to find the words right now. No, I get it. I get it. I understand. So I guess my um, question is, let's go back early, right, and figure out how the hell you ended up as a slave to women. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. Of course, it's just, you know, there, there there may be unpredictable speeches, but there are not unpredictable patterns, right? So some somewhere, right? You right. were taught that you're supposed to be of service to women, and you to have your own needs is is cruel. It's mean. Poor women, they might cry if you have needs that make them feel bad. And somehow, for you, this is like, yeah, that's legit. That's uh, yeah, that makes sense to me. That's that's how things should be. That's uh how you survive in the company of women. So where did that come from? It's not natural. It's not natural at all. Yeah. 
or innate? I, I've, so, listening to your show has made me think about this a lot. Um, I, I've kind of developed an idea. Um, I've thought about it a lot. Um, something okay, can that you please, please, occurred- just just for the sake of my sanity, just answer the yeah. question. <laughs> please don't okay. give me all the okay. backstory. Okay, so where did it come? You've had time to think about this. Just, I'm trying to keep these okay. calls under two hours, and and uh, okay, that's, that's fair enough. You know, that's partly how I'm going to try and do it. Is you know, less sighing, less pauses, and less explaining the explaining the explaining, and just okay. So where did you get this fair idea enough. that to have needs around women was was bad? I know that my mother was, um, when I was growing up, was very emotionally volatile. Um, when I was, the most uh, traumatic thing that happened there, when I was um, 12 years old, um, my mother attempted suicide. Um, and that terrified me. Um, what and I know that for years... Oh, what happened? Um, well, so it's hard for me to determine now that I'm older how much of it was an actual attempt at suicide and how much of it was just a threat of suicide. Um, she, my parents had split at that point. Um, I was with my dad. Um, long story short, um, when my dad dropped me off at my mother's house, we found an, an, uh, a voice, uh, something, the 90s, so it was like on the on the answering machine. Um, there was a message from my mom where it was basically, you know, I love you guys. I love you guys. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And even at 12 years old, I could tell that it sounded kind of like a suicide note. Um, apparently, what I'm told is her intention. She had checked herself into a hotel. Her intention was to lock herself alone in that hotel room and down a bottle of pills. Um, there were some people from my church that knew about the situation that had somehow tracked her down. I, some of the memory, my memory of exactly how that occurred is kind of fuzzy. Um, and after that, she was, she was, well, she told people to she a, was going to do a, it a, and that's how they knew, right? Yeah. So she was, telling people i'm gonna kill myself and she was taking herself off to a hotel and she was uh, expecting for people to rush and rescue and, and save her and all that stuff right yeah it seems like that's kind of the thing and it and it terrified me and I, for the next for years after that um i lived in this constant state of fear that like if I upset her too much, if 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 she got really angry about something, I would be terrified that like it was going to be the thing that would finally set her over the edge, and she was gonna she was gonna kill herself. Or if we went out of town with my father, that we were gonna come home and find out that she had offed herself while we were gone. Um, so I I guess and, sorry. Did you say, how old part, did you say you were when she did this? I was twelve. Did this kind of manipulation show up uh, elsewhere in her life? I mean, I I know that a lot of times, I know that very frequently, um, 
in probably in my early 20s, I think when I had confronted her about some things from uh, my childhood that she very often, you know, she kind of play the victim, do the whole I did the best I could with the knowledge I had sort of thing. Um, Cause I, cause I was, I, I got very angry about the fact that when I was a child, I was diagnosed with ADHD. They put me on all these medications. I went through the litany of medications when I was in school that I feel like just robbed me of my soul while my, uh, when my brain was developing. Um, so that was something that I was kind of been angry about. And when I confronted her about it, she just, I don't know. It was, she would be upset. It was about how upset she was. And she would tell me she did the best she could with the knowledge she had, essentially. So, I mean, I, I, in a way, that's kind of like emotional manipulation, I would think. And was there anywhere else that showed up? I don't know. I mean, those are the kind of the examples that come to head to my mind immediately. And how's your relationship with her now? I mean, it's okay. Um, it's better than it was. I kind of, um, I, with both of my parents, I, I decided a few years ago that, you know, they were who they were. I wasn't going to change them. Um, my relationship with them would be whatever it was going to be, but, um, I your talked to her. Hang not, on. Your relationship with them was going to be whatever it was going to be? I don't quite like understand I wasn't that. Right. I, like, I guess when I was like in my twenties, I thought maybe I could somehow improve our relationship or something despite the past. Um, but that didn't work with either of them. So with my father, I, I don't even hardly talk to him anymore. With my mom, I just kind of accepted the way it was. And it was what it was. Um, and, and why do you barely talk to your dad? Say what? Oh. He's kind of, he's always been emotionally distant I've I gave up years ago on trying to like he when he left my mom I, I he just there was no emotional support coming from him while I was growing up and in my 20s when I tried to work on our relationship it was like I tried to talk to him about real stuff and it was just like there wasn't a person there there wasn't anything happening it was it, it, I could never go below the surface level with him um, so eventually I just gave up and he lives out of state and I hardly ever talked to him yeah, it's almost like he he achieved the suicide that your mom only threatened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. Do you know much about either of their upbringings? 
Um, I know that I don't know a whole lot of details. I know that my mother's upbringing, her father was physically abusive towards her, like violently physically abusive towards her. Her mother was kind of passive. Uh, and I know that later in life, like I, when I was like, when I was a child, I have this memory of my grandfather actually weeping and begging for her forgiveness uh, in regards to that. Um, I think that was around the time she had um, threatened suicide, actually. Um, and my father, I, honestly, I don't know very much about his upbringing. Um, his dad died when I was, I think, like nine or ten, and his mother when I was in high school. Um, I, you know, I, it's not... To, to really talk seriously about his childhood it just doesn't seem like something my father would do so I never really learned much about it right right and has your mother ever admitted to any of the stuff around suicidality or any of that I mean she was found in time and right did she even take the pills I don't think so right yeah so she she signaled very clearly that she wanted to go and, quote, kill herself, and then people came to the rescue, and and then she got to dominate, right? Because you were so scared of this happening again that she could... Well, she always won, right? You, you couldn't negotiate with her. Right. Right. Yeah, definitely. Now, Negotiation your, was off the table. Right. So does your wife know this about you? Yeah. Okay, so she knows she knows that your mother was uh, did not respect your feelings and and was manipulative and kind of a bully, right? Mhm. Now, once you tell someone that, they are then fully responsible for not doing anything like that to you ever again. Right? That's that's the responsibility of intimacy, right? Mm-hmm. Right, so you know, if if I say to a girlfriend, "Well, I'm I'm really I had a very bad history with this dad or the other," right? Mm-hmm. Then they can't, they have to avoid that kind of behavior. Now, it doesn't mean that your traumas then control everyone around you, right? Right. But it does mean that you grew up being unable to negotiate with your mother, right? Now, your girlfriend, your wife, knows this, and therefore she has to be extra sensitive and encourage you to negotiate because she knows how difficult it is for you, right? Yeah. You know, if my girlfriend is, is if my girlfriend is allergic to cats, I maybe shouldn't take her to the cat show or the cat shelter or something like that, right? <laughs> right. It doesn't mean that, you know, she, she, you can't do anything you understand, right? But so your wife knows for sure that you are easily bullied by women and easily manipulated by women and have a tough time standing up for yourself with with regards to women. I say this out of real sympathy, right? I mean, I'm, it's, you, you, your mom was a psycho bully with regards to suicidality and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. So my question is, given that your girlfriend knows your vulnerabilities, 
What does she do with those vulnerabilities? Does she say, wow, I've got to be really sensitive around this area because I know this was something his mother used against him? Or does she say, oh, now I know how to control him? It's hard for me uh, to believe that it would be anything that consciously devious. I when, um, Who said anything about conscious? And it doesn't really matter. Okay. okay. No, the, the fact that people are unconscious is not any kind of defense. Like, people somehow think, oh, well, if they're unconscious of it, it's better. It's, it's worse. It's worse. Because it means that they haven't even troubled themselves to figure out what motivates them, what makes them tick, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's one thing for me to accidentally shoot someone. It's another thing for me to accidentally shoot someone while blindfolded. So, well, I couldn't see. It's like, that's even worse. What the hell are you shooting a gun if you can't even <laughs> see? And what are you doing mm-hmm. being in relationships if... Right? And it's right. Not, this is not rocket science. No one's asking her to translate ancient Aramaic into hieroglyphics on the fly. This is like, wow, you know, his mom was a real bully, so I better make sure I don't bully him because that would be to profit from the wounds left behind by bullies, right? Or a bully. Right, look, it's clear that if if she if your wife had been beaten up by her father, you should never threaten physical violence. I mean, you shouldn't do it either, it, it, no matter what, right? Or or let's say let's say her father yelled at her and called her names, then you should never ever yell at her and call her names because that's because she's told you that, you now have a responsibility to not do anything like that, right? Mhm. So she knows that you were bullied by a woman growing up. So the first thing she should do is say, well, I love this guy. I don't want to add to manipulation or bullying in this guy's experience because I love him, right? So she should make a very conscious effort. And this goes out to everyone out there. When people tell you their vulnerabilities, you are now responsible. If you use those vulnerabilities to your own ends in any way, shape, or form, you are now 150% responsible. You're profiting from the wounds left behind by abusers, right? So, that's my question. Did she, when you said, gee, I've got this concern or that concern, she knows your history, that it's mm-hmm. tough for you to fight what, for what you want with women because your mom was a manipulative, suicide-threatening bully. So when you bring up these concerns, and then she cries and she's sad, well, she knows that a sad woman is terrifying to you because your mom threatened to kill herself, right? So she's using... (laughs) You understand where I'm going with this, right? Yeah, I can can see the outline. She is using (laughs) your greatest fear and your greatest trauma to get her way. Wow, sad I, women. That's uh, hey, his mom threatened to kill herself by because she was so sad. So man, if I if I'm sad, he's helpless. I'm going to totally get my way. If I mind this bloody vein, right? Right. I think though I think I have some responsibility in it that in that my fear kind of made me more passive and i don't know if no, listen, no, no, we'll, if i had get, been less no passive, no listen no. listen now this is this is perfect white knighting right you understand 
This is like, you've heard this show enough, right? This is, hey, I'm criticizing a woman. Well, it's not all her. I have blah, 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 right? Right, okay. But you have less responsibility than her because it's not her trauma. Right? Right? Mm -hmm. If there's some deadly insect on my back and I say, hey, man, can you just check my back and see if there's an insect there? And I say, and you say, no, it's fine. And then the insect bites me. And I'm like, dude. And you say, hey, man, it's partly your responsibility to keep insects off you. It's like, well, yes, it is. But I couldn't see it and you could. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I... Yeah. And I'll tell you something else, too, if you like, <laughs> with regards to your mom. Okay. <laughs> so the suicide threat is a totally thermonuclear option, right? Yes. Right. Particularly when the suicide threat is made in the knowledge or with the knowledge of a child, right? I mean, so somebody obviously told you, oh, mom tried to kill herself, right? Mm-hmm. And you were 12, right? Yes. Right. So that is a truly thermonuclear option. And people can use that option. And I've never had that used against me. So, uh, you know, I, I sympathize. I really do. I, I, I was lucky, right? But I've mm -hmm. certainly talked to people in the past who've had that threat used against them, right? Mm-hmm. Now, my particular way of thinking with regards to this kind of threat is anyone who's willing to threaten suicide, you can never, ever negotiate with them. You can't. Because they've already held that over your head, right? Yeah. If I am displeased, if I am unhappy, I will kill myself and it'll be on you, right? Mm-hmm. Right? You, 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 can't, you can't have a relationship there. Because a relationship is two people negotiating, right? Yes. And and you can't negotiate with a terrorist. And this is a form of terrorism. I mean, you could say, well, it's not for political gain. It's like, I don't care. I'm using the term because it's appropriate. Mm. Right? It works. So, right, it, well, it works, right? So to me, my sort of thought is, oh, you, you say you're going to kill yourself? Okay. You're safe now? Okay. Bye-bye. Right? Like, I, I can't have a relationship with you now because you pulled this option Right, and then you say, "Well, but what if the person kills themselves?" Right, because you say you want that, right? And again, I know you're twelve, right? You don't have a whole heap of choices or options or whatever it is, right? Yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> but as far as that goes, once now you say, "Well, somebody killed themselves." Okay, maybe they went to therapy. Maybe they 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 have sorted all this stuff out, and they've really wow, I went that far to bully someone. Holy crap! Blah blah blah. Right. Mm -hmm. But you can't have a relationship with someone if you're terrified they're going to kill themselves if you disagree. It means that you basically she turns you into your dad, somebody without opinions, without thoughts, without a self, without a soul, without an identity, without a being, right? Yeah, yeah, that that's exactly it. And maybe and that's I, what she did to your dad. Maybe he was not that way before he met her. It's possible. He's kind of the same way with his with his wife now. Well, no, um, I mean I get it. Once somebody cuts your leg off, it don't fucking regrow, right? <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, I, I mean that's uh, that is largely what hap what what happens, and I've been 
as I've come to kind of that realization that I'm sort of disappearing myself essentially over the last couple of years over the last I've, couple of years well I've come to the realization over the oh last okay couple of how much you've been disappearing like, in the past right yeah I've even I mean I, I say that word because that's sort of a term I've used for my wife like that I I feel like I'm disappearing that I and I can't I just can't do that <sighs> And I and I one of my fears is being like my father, because I see a lot of myself in him. Um, some of it maybe just genetically, but so, how pretty is your wife? <laughs> I knew that was close. Like trying to, I would presently I would put her at about a six. And yourself? I mean, I can see a picture on Skype. Pretty much the same. You think? Six, maybe seven. Well, yeah, except that um, she's infertile and you're not. Or she's most likely infertile and you're not, right? Yeah. The numbers, I mean, as far as mere physicality goes, the numbers don't stay the same into your 30s and 40s, right? Right. Women drop off and, and men sometimes increase, right? If you've had a decent job mm -hmm. and you've made some made some coin, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Is she overweight? She actually she's still a little bit overweight. There was a period of time where she had gained a lot of weight after we got married. Oh uh, wait, she pulled the pin on the fat grenade after you got married? <laughs> yes, but I will say um about a year and a half ago, both of us started um, this particular exercise regimen, and she's dropped about 60 or 70 pounds now. Wow. Um, How's her skin looks, doing? Yeah, that's too personal. Never mind. I just, I know also some, some, sometimes some people lose she, weight. She is a little, a little bit. She looks better after losing the weight. Um, okay, so. Um, and she's 44 now, is that right? Um, well, she's, you know, we started uh, trying when she was 44. She's 45 now. She's 45, right. Mm -hmm. Well, do you want kids or do you want her? You can, it doesn't seem to me that you can have both. Yeah. I mean, do you want your own kids or do you want her? I did a lot of thinking about that and... I have a lot more thinking to do. No, you don't. Right now. No, no, right no, now, no, no, like, no, 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 uh, no, 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 you don't. No, and listen, I'm not saying you've got to answer this now. You don't have to tell me today. But you've known her for 12 years, and you've yeah. known that for 20-plus years you've wanted to have kids, right? Yes. You also know, I, want, I think it's fair I, to I, say, that she used your greatest weakness to control you and, in a sense, cheat you out of kids. She makes terrible decisions. She wastes resources like crazy because you say, well, it wasn't that expensive to, for her to go to school. What well, it kind of was because she could have been earning money otherwise, right? So she's four years in school. She doesn't apply the education. Let's say that she you know, spent 20 grand a year on school and then there was 40 grand a year of uh, um, uh, unmade income. Well, that's almost a quarter million dollars. 
Actually, why, why she got to jail for it? Not the things that both of us deeply wanted. Right. And she didn't listen to you about what you wanted the most, which was kids. And she's kind of boxed you into a situation now where you're either going to go completely broke trying to have kids or you're going to have um, another miscarriage or two most likely, or you could have a kid born with significant genetic problems, which mm-hmm. would be a huge disaster, I, I assume. Uh, or... Yeah. You got no kids. And mm-hmm. you don't think that's going to sit with you? You don't think it's going to cause problems down the road? And you are somebody who has, was abused, so you take on too much responsibility, which is natural, right? Because, you know, if you grow up with dysfunctional parents, you have to grow up too quickly, which means you have to take on more responsibility than you should, right? Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to, well, I have this problem, and I should have been more assertive, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, okay. But listen, if you're in a relationship where you have to fight fucking tooth and nail to get what you want... Why on earth would you want to be in that relationship? It's, I mean, you know what I mean? Well, I should have raised my... I should have pounded the table. I should have repeated. I should have woken her up at three in the morning. I should have repeated and repeated. I, you know... No, you should Which is what I... But you shouldn't have to, to do. do that in a relationship I, with someone who loves you, right? You should... You know, it's not like you're negotiating for a used car. Right? This, you're supposed to have somebody who cares about what you want and and strives to facilitate that. Like, what should you have done for her to listen to what you want? You shouldn't have to fight for that at all. You should say, I want this. And, you know, after a couple of clarifying questions, especially if it's something you've wanted since you were a kid, which I assume you talked about. Oh, yeah, about those kids. Okay, you want the kids. I've known this about you forever. Let's work to facilitate you having the kids. Which eventually is what happened, but it just happened too late. Well, you understand that makes no sense at all, right? I won the race, but I did come in last. I got what I wanted, but it was too late. Then you didn't get what you wanted, right? And then you find yourself mysteriously attracted to a younger woman of proven fertility. Ooh, I wonder what could be happening there. <laughs> she can make kids, right? Probably. I, I I don't think that she would necessarily want to make any more kids. <sighs> I understand that, but you understand that you you're fleeing from a barren womb of agony and pain and miscarriages and expense and whatever, right? To a woman of proven fertility and fecundity, that's not a shock biologically, right? Right, no, it's not. (laughs) I I get it. Funnily enough, we will often turn from the desert to the oasis when we're thirsty. Right. (laughs) Okay, so tell me about your current wife Mm -hmm. and what you love about her. Please. Well, I know that <laughs> I know you're probably going to find this hard to believe, but she is a very compassionate person. Um, and what's the she, evidence that she's a compassionate person? 
because you've only given me evidence of the contrary. Well, and I'm, again, I'm, I'm happy to be schooled and corrected, but I just need to follow that. She has in her own way, I, I, tr at least tried, perhaps not having the self-knowledge to do it very effectively, but tried to be emotionally supportive of me. I, it, it's, I, she sorry, you're moving around. A bit may not know again. what she's, oh, I'm sorry. Um, she has always tried and had the attention, whatever she may be doing unconsciously, that's something to think about. Um, she's always she's always tried to be supportive of me even if i i think that her some of her decisions in the realm of being supportive have probably not have definitely not been good can you give me um, a, a concrete example of because that's very abstract uh, and i'm not a platonist uh -huh. you know <laughs> well she Never. does manifest <laughs> selfishness but ideally she's selfless uh -huh. um can you just give me an example of how that's played out where she has shown empirical, practical evidence of, of compassion? Well, as far as practical, she did when I was going through school to better my financial position, um, she supported me. I barely had to work at all during those two years. Um, that was helpful. She was actually originally the impetus that got me to, in my twenties, to start getting my life together. Um, maybe, <laughs> I mean, I guess you could go back and say that maybe she had emotionally manipulated me into getting a certain set of behaviors out of me and maybe that worked just great. Um, I was kind of a, a, a mess, uh, financially, um, didn't have a plan for the future. When I was in my 20s, at the time, I knew that I wanted to be with her. She told me she was concerned because I was bad with money. She wanted to know what my plan was, which seemed reasonable. She, she wanted to know what my plan was. So oh, I, She wanted to make sure I, you would be a good provider for the children. That was that was my understanding. I... I, I uh. I got a second job at the, I didn't have a car at the time. I got a second job. I started riding my bike between both jobs. I saved up enough money for a car. I got the car. I got her a diamond ring. Uh, I married her within the next year. My goal was to start a family with her. Um, I, you know, I, I, my life, I'm in a, you know, in, a, in, a, in practical ways, I'm definitely in a better spot than I was at the time. She was the impetus. She was encouraging. I felt that she was encouraging to me at the time. That's why marrying her felt like a good idea. Um, right. So she wanted basically for you to be a better provider for the kids that she wasn't going to give you. Yeah. I And I've, I've, had a building resentment about it. Um, I tried to stuff it down, but when you repress something like that, it doesn't, it's not good on the psyche. Uh, no, it's not good at all. And uh, it does lead you into these kinds of emotional affairs. Like emotional affairs don't come out of nowhere, right? 
you're putting out signals and you're unhappy in your relationship and right they don't just happen people say oh these affairs they just happen no they don't right no they don't right okay so there's this compassion which uh but she she did pay right to be fair right so she did uh, uh, pay the bills for you both while you were going through school right yes right she did yeah right just i mean uh, I, yeah just about everything Okay, no, I get it. Well, that's uh, that can be handy. And what were you taking? Uh, I was in school um, uh, for to be a respiratory therapist. I I basically I work in the hospital. I work in an ICU setting. Um, work with life support systems. Yeah, right, good. Uh, All right. Um, so, okay, so uh, uh, um, so that's yeah, that's chalk one out. I guess for for compassion, she she paid the bills while you were going to school. And uh, what what else? So you, we've got some compassion or, or some consideration. What else? Um, well, we had a lot of great conversations early on. Um, when, like I said, we were um, initially we were uh, long distance. There was a friend of ours that thought we should meet, um, but. Um, when we first started court, I, I met her in person once before we started dating. After that, we started like a month, a couple months later, she contacted me and we started corresponding online and then we'd talk on the phone and we'd have long conversations into the night. And I and felt how very... long ago did those uh, taper off? Hmm. I mean, it. It's hard to say a specific time when I tapered off. I mean, we still have conversations, but you know, we're married and we live together, so I guess it's kind of different. Um, but there is this sort of this underlying feeling, of course, that I have, where there's all these things that are left unsaid because of what would be the consequences for saying them that. Well, like what? So tell me, tell me, pretend I'm her, impossible. pretend I'm her, and you could say whatever you want without fear of repercussions. What would you say? I'm trying to think if there's something I haven't said at this point that I would say. Um, I would say that I'm, and a lot of this I've told her, but I, I would say that I'm, heartbroken that we haven't had children definitely heartbroken about the miscarriage um i have a lot of regrets that we made terrible decisions when we first got together i should we should have we should have done things entirely differently we should have how we should have started trying before we even gotten married, <laughs> you know, because right. time was so short. And there was a lot of, for whatever reason, there was a lot of evading of the reality of the situation that has gotten us into a shit place now. <sighs> Where neither one of us is really getting what we want because I know that she wants a child too. <sighs> how do you know that? Well, 
empirically, she, right? She, from what it, you've said, she, em, em, empirically, I mean, she's weeped about it the same as me. I think she has a lot of regrets too. No, but she was she was pushing off having children past her fertility window. And again, I'm just an empiricist. I really don't care what people say. I care what they do, right? So if sure. you're pushing off having children until you're in your mid-40s, mm-hmm. mm, I'm it, not entirely positive that you want kids. She's She's always been very... I mean, it took me long enough to convince her to marry me. She's always kind of very slow to make decisions. She's hesitant to make decisions. She always expressed to me, she grew up in a very unstable situation. Her father died when she was poor. I mean, sorry, her father died when she was four. She grew up in poverty with her mother and her sister. It was very dysfunctional. She was a, she felt like she had to have control over everything. Um, and she, I, I, you know, I always had this feeling that like she didn't want to rely on whatever support I could give as a husband because she felt like she had to be in control of everything. That seemed to be a force at work. Well, again, I mean, that's what insurance is for. Yes. <laughs> I can't give a... All the logical objections that you could state, I cannot make any arguments against them whatsoever. <sighs> right, right. I, okay, I'm not even trying to. So the re and so the reason I wanted to know this stuff is that um, you are with her and you've given up children and you resent her for that and you have a right to resent her for that because you made your case. You said you wanted children. Mm-hmm. And she kept pushing you off. Now, of course, you have some ownership in that and you have some responsibility. And you could have said, listen, will you start having kids or I'm going to find a woman who wants kids because I really want kids. Yeah. Right. But but given how you were raised and the bullying that your mom did and the noose she had hanging over your interactions when you were growing up, that without a lot of therapy and self, not that wasn't going to happen, Right. Right. Right, because with women, it's like the only way to get along is to go along, right? Yeah, good for you. Because if I had if I had said that to her, she would have been like, "Oh, then you don't want me. You don't want me. You don't want me." It's like, I, yeah, no, know, I, I, I'm I so want broken. you. I, no, I would say I want you as a mother. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I want to have and, kids. Right. I want to have kids, and that's like me saying, "Well," and I would say to her, "Well, early on, you said, hey, man, you got to get your life together if you want to be with me,' right?" But, oh, you don't right. want me. You don't. It's like, yeah, I just I want the best version of you, which is someone who's got their life together. And I say, I want the best version of you who's a mom. Yeah. I, and I actually pretty much finally, back in, at, while, while this emotional affair was going on, uh, back in, I think, February, I finally sat her down. And told her, I was like, I don't know what this marriage is if we're not making a family. I don't know what we're doing. And she was very heartbroken about it. And, you know, she told me, I thought, you know, you wanted me, not just me with children, but 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need children or no? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you want kids, right? Yes. Okay, so do you want your wife or do you want children? Now, if you say, well, I need to think about that, then I don't know what you've been doing for the last 12 years because you've got all the information you need to get. Like mm -hmm. this afternoon, tonight, tomorrow is not going to give you significant new information, right? Right. You've had 12 years. 12 years plus one day is not substantially different, right? One day to two days, that's double the information, right? One day to four days, that's more information, right? Four times the information. 12 years to 12 years in one day, not important, right? Because right. now, not only do you have, you've got the triple tragedy, right? Because you have an affair, you have a miscarriage, and you have infertility, right? Yes. Now, none of those, I believe, can be fixed. And you can march down to the infertility specialist, but I got to tell you, an infertility specialist who takes on a woman who's 45, I don't know. I don't know. It, it would not be my first choice as a consumer to, to <laughs> spend an ungodly amount of money and face an ungodly amount of heartbreak for the odds of having one, maybe one child. Yes. So, you don't need more information. Can no, I, your marriage survive infertility, an affair, and a miscarriage, all of which are manifesting within a few months? Because you don't want to spend the rest of your life being passive and crossing your fingers and going day by day and seeing what happens, right? That I, I do not want that. Uh, Stefan, I want the marriage to survive, and I want it to survive with my identity intact. Um, I'm not at a... I, I have thought about this, and I don't want to... I don't want to. I don't want to abandon her just for the sake of, well, not just for the sake of, like it's nothing. But I don't want to abandon her to go find some other, more fertile woman. Yes, you do. Of course you do. <laughs> Come on, you had an affair. Oh, I don't want to abandon. It's like, come on, man, you were putting out feelers. You were pair bonding mm -hmm. with another woman at your wife's expense. Right, so don't give me this, well, I don't want to obey. Of course you do. I'm not saying it's the only thing you want, but don't tell me it's nothing's there, otherwise you wouldn't have had the affair. Okay, I, I sure, there's a, there's a part of me. And don't tell me I don't want to hurt my wife, because having an affair, you know, when she's I had a miscarriage is, come on, I mean, this, oh, I don't want to rub you, come on. Right, how, how, mm -hmm. how far did not wanting to upset your wife go? I mean, if you really didn't want her to, uh, to be upset, you'd have fought harder for kids earlier. She wouldn't probably have had this miscarriage and you wouldn't have an affair. We'll, we'll get to your level of compassion in a sec. I mean, I was asking about your wife's, but there's your level of compassion as well, right? Okay, fair enough. So what's, um, 
why do you want the, and again I, I you know whether you should get divorced or not i have no idea i'm just asking the tough questions because that's what i do right so i appreciate it so why do you want the marriage to survive is it for you or is it for her in other words, I could don't you want to survive? Could I, you, you don't want to leave her. Well, yes, you do. Otherwise, you wouldn't have had an affair. So there's, you, you just can't give me these blanket statements that go very much against okay. what you've already told me, right? Again, okay. I'm not saying it's the only thing you want to do. But the idea that you would have, what, Facebook messages that your wife could access? Come on. You're not a dumb guy. Oh. You want it to be caught. You, I, I mean, come on. I, come on. I, come on. Felt dumb. No, but, I mean, that's... You... you you wanted to communicate something to her, which is how hurt you were sure. and how angry you were, right? Which is why she found Facebook messages of you flirting like mad with another woman, right? Sure. <sighs> so what is the continuance of the marriage for? What does it serve? It means no kids. It means you have to repair a marriage with a significant affair and mm -hmm. you will also then have to march forward spending huge amount of money writing checks that are going to break your bank account in two because she didn't want to have kids when it could have been free right and she didn't listen to you when you said let's have kids when it's free rather than when it costs I don't know $30,000 to try mm-hmm in other words, if your marriage wasn't succeeding in the past, right, it's like me saying, well, I can't climb this hill now. I'm, I'm not strong enough to climb this mountain, let's say. I can't climb this mountain. And then you say, well, I'll tell you what. Let's give you three 50-pound weights and then see if you can climb the mountain, right? Because the marriage wasn't succeeding before and now you've had infertility, miscarriage, and affair, and this is going to make it work? It's Yeah, I mean it's yeah. Is it for I mean, you? It, Is it for you or are you just appeasing your mom? Are you just not wishing to cause a woman pain through direct action? Right? Cuz you said abandon her. Mm -hmm. Okay, you abandon children. You don't abandon adults. Right? If, if you break up with a girlfriend, you don't abandon her. That's a parent-child thing. Right? You don't leave her at the doorstep of a... You don't break up with a woman by leaving her on the doorstep of the police station with a note saying, please take care of her. Right. I, uh... Yeah. I kind of don't know what to say. I... Uh... Yeah, sure. There's a part of me that wants something better. All right, let me go. Um, let me go back. Let me go back. All right, let me go back okay. to when you were 27. Okay. All right. So, or 26 when you when you met her, right? Mm hmm. Now, if you could send a message back in time with the view from where you are now, 12 years later. Mm hmm. What would you say? Would you say, do it? I would say you need to make some things very clear if you're 
you need to no 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 basically no, make no. an ultimatum knowing but... no knowing where you are now not where you could oh. be if you'd been a different human okay. being and had a different mom and right <sighs> knowing where you are now I, I 12 would... years from now you'll okay. have no children you'll have infertility you'll have had an affair and you'll have had a miscarriage i would what say would don't say? do it would you would say, say don't, don't do, it. do it okay okay that seems important You would say, don't do it. And how does that knowledge, how does that make you feel? Regret. I, I don't know. It, 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 it makes me sad. know if I have more words for it than that um, it's it makes me sad it's also a little bit terrifying to think about um, because this machinery is always going on in our minds this machinery of comparing our past hopes to our current circumstances always going on in our minds mm -hmm. right if you go back to 17 go back to you when you're 17 <laughs> mm -hmm. and you say okay here's where you're going to be at 38 what would you say here's where oh, you're going to be I would, I would i would i would tell myself to do things entirely differently in my 20s right <laughs> right so i'm giving you the time slice right mm-hmm this is the time slice. Because right now, my friend, right now, 20 years from now, you're going to be looking back at this moment, this conversation, this week in your life, right? In the same mm -hmm. way I'm asking you to go back 20 years to when you were a teenager, right? Mm -hmm. And let's say you continue with your marriage. Okay. You know what's going to happen. Because the best predictor of future behavior is relevant past behavior. There's no better predictor. It's not absolute. It's not determinism. But it's pretty damn certain, right? And okay. it doesn't sound like your wife is launching into massive paroxysms of self-knowledge and therapy and journaling and right, 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 right? Right. So, she's going to continue as she is. Right? And so the variable here is not her, but you. How are things going to look in 20 years if you stay married? I don't know. I have told her if something doesn't change, then something has to change. Well, that's not helpful. Clearly. No, I guess not. Right? I mean... <laughs> That's like me ordering a food in, in a restaurant and saying, I'm not happy with what? Well, something has to change. Right. Can't fix that, right? That's cruel, right? 
And saying something has to change is passive. It's saying you change for me. If 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 things continue, there's no things. Obviously, there's no things. things. There's no there's no such thing as a thing in a relationship. It's not you and your wife orbiting a thing. It's you okay. and it's her. There's no thing that's going to change. There's no abstract space alien that's going to sit itself at the heart of your marriage and fix things. All right, let me ask you this. Can you forgive her for not having children? For pushing off having children, for rejecting your desire to have children until it became functionally impossible? Can you forgive her for that? I mean, I think I can. I'm really working on it. I... <laughs> I really am. Can you forgive yourself for not having children with her? For not making the issue more front and center? I'm trying to. Can she forgive you for having an affair? I hope so. So there's no plan here, right? There's fingers (laughs) crossed. And drifting. Come on. Don't waste your life like that. Come on. Don't do it. I hope, I this, I that. Because I... you, you don't be in relationships with people you can't forgive. It's brutal. Mm-hmm. It's just slow motion abuse. Forgive people or move on. Now, forgiveness, it sounds easy. What has she done to earn your forgiveness? What have you done to earn her forgiveness, right? What actions, what specific actions is anyone taking in this relationship to repair it? Has she ever said... So how long ago was it she found out about the affair? Um, well, uh, she originally found out in February. Um, I told her I would cut it off. Um, it started up again. No, nope, she nope, found out nope, again. No, no, uh, not oh. it started up again. I, you've got to show got up in your involved. own life, man. All right, all right, okay. You consciously I, decided I to re- reignite I, the affair after promising her you wouldn't. I reignited it after promising her that I wouldn't. Right. And she found out the very day that she had a positive pregnancy test in March. <sighs> yeah. And, and oh my and, god, man, what are you doing? <laughs> Come on, man, what are you doing? Your wife found out that you'd betrayed her by reigniting an affair. She found out the same day she got a positive pregnancy test. And then, what was it, eight weeks later, six weeks later, the baby was dead? Yeah, well, she went, that was that, um, Four and a half weeks, I guess, at that point. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Ten days later. So, right. Or, well, no, it was, um, she was just about, she was just at eight weeks. So, like, it was like three weeks there when, right. um, when, uh, she was pregnant. And so she couldn't the whole even time enjoy I was the terrified pregnancy. She was going to miscarry. She couldn't even and, enjoy uh, the pregnancy, not only because of the fear of miscarriage because of her age, but because she found out you had reignited an affair and betrayed her. It's, it's fucking. It's terrible. It's, yeah. I, you, yeah, really, you really think you're good for each other? 
You really think this is a love of the ages? You really think this is worth giving up kids for? She's treated you terribly. You've treated her terribly. What's what's there to save? Again, I'm happy to hear the case. But this is brutal, and this isn't even more than a couple of months ago. I don't know. I mean, these have been the things that are on my mind. I, I just... I care about okay. her. Pretend you're not you. Pretend you're okay. listening to this conversation. Pretend you're listening to this conversation. And it's just a call in with me and someone else, right? Mm-hmm. What would you be tempted to type into the comment section? Or what would you be yelling at your computer? Probably be just be saying, don't waste your life. You know, she thinks every day, probably many times a day, she thinks, I wonder if he's started up an affair again, whether with that woman or someone else, right? Because you already broke her word to yeah. her twice, right? Once by having the affair, the other by reigniting it after you promised you wouldn't. Yeah, probably. No, for certain she's thinking about that, right? There was a, when she was pregnant, um, I, uh, I stopped thinking about, um, this woman. It didn't matter to me anymore. I, it's, (laughs) things seemed better during that period of time. Um, and I think after the miscarriage and everything, I think that maybe she believed that I had, this time really stopped interacting with her and I betrayed her again. And this time I just came out and told her last night. Um, Sorry, last night, what last night? Well, the impetus for me writing you was last night I came out and I told her that I had re that it had been reignited that I had reignited the affair. Um, and it was always emotional. It was never physical, but, um, still, uh, no, because that's, and that's I a had defense. Actually, now, that's a defense for a man, but not for a woman. Yeah. Right. But anyway, go on. Yeah. Um, I met with her in person yesterday. Um, to talk about some things and to basically finally put an end to it. And when I left the conversation, wait, you met with the woman you were having the affair with. Yeah. Yes. And, and when I left the conversation, I felt a deep sadness. And I also felt very, um, and she could, my wife could sense there was something wrong with me and she was asking what's wrong. Like she wanted to comfort me and I felt terrible because I didn't want her to try to comfort me for, it wasn't right to have her comfort me when what I was experiencing was grief over 
the affair ending. Yeah. Trying to, yeah. And, um, I came out and I told her, I said, we've been continuing to interact and I'm in love with her. And, and this was last night? Yes, it was last night. Right. Dude, come on. You just confessed to your wife shortly after she had a miscarriage that you were in love with another woman. It's fucked. Do you really think that this is how you want to be in the world? Is this, this your is not... contribution? Because now also the single mom who may have been looking for a stepdad, may have been looking for someone to help her with the kids, maybe been looking for someone she could get married. She's also now heartbroken too, right? Yeah. This is not how I want to be in the world. Right. right. But this is how angry you are at your wife. And I don't I don't see how I mean you, you can't go back and have kids, right? You can't. You might be right. No, I am right. You can't go back and have I'm I'm pretty sure time is unidirectional. You know, ELO albums notwithstanding. Uh, you know, I am positive that you can't go back in time and have kids. No, I can't do that. No. Right. Yeah, I have a lot of big decisions to make. Right. right. But, it, and and what you're saying is completely true, that I cannot... I can't live a passive life. I can't not take the reins. I have to be clear about what I want. I have to pursue what I want. Um, well, and you, you have to stop hurting people this way. And stop hurting. You yeah. Stop hurting. And that's, I mean, that's, the, that's the, that's the, gosh, you're right about that. And that's the red pill that's so hard for me to take. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 far better to be wronged than to do wrong, right? It's far better to suffer evil than to do hurtful things in this way, right? But you are, yeah. you. I mean, look, I'm not I'm I'm not a fan of your wife's manipulation and and avoidance of an essential topic and so on. Mm -hmm. But you could make the case that's unconscious, and I know I made the case that that's even worse. But what you're doing is is fully conscious, right? Too so. I mean, you have, in a sense, more responsibility in the actions because your wife would have responsibility for not having enough self-knowledge to stop manipulating you. But what you're doing is deliberate, right? And you can't yeah, fall in love with someone else if you're already in love with your wife. You can't do it. It's like trying to walk in two different directions at once. Yeah. You can't do it. And if you were in love with your wife, you wouldn't have fallen in love with another woman. So that's your I, fourth thing, right? You've I, got the affair, you've got the miscarriage, you've got the infertility, and you've got the fact that you don't love her. And you're hurting her. I did love her. Yeah, I'm okay. That's that's I fully accept that too. I once had hair. <laughs>
whatever you this is your conscience thing I'm, I'm, I'm you know I don't tell anyone what to do of course right but I will say this that if you continue to hurt your wife mm-hmm. you will become extraordinarily unhappy and the solution doesn't is not you know then people say well just stop hurting your wife it's like well no if you're that angry and if unconsciously you want out of the marriage because you want to have kids right mm-hmm. and and part of the attraction to the single mom would be like okay do i still have value in the dating market right if i wasn't with my wife could i get another woman right that's part of this flirting and that's why it didn't become physical because it didn't need to because that wasn't the point. The point wasn't does my penis work. The point is what's my sexual market value given that I've been out of the market for 12 years, right? And mm-hmm. so now you have proven to yourself that you have sexual market value. Maybe not with the people who have the highest sexual market value themselves, <laughs> but nonetheless, right? You have sexual market value because well, you can get another woman, right? Yeah. And if you're with someone and you feel like you can do better, that's a torture. It's a torture to them. It's a torture to you. And you know, you've got you got to think of the second half of your life, and the second half of your life, with resentment, with uh, anger, with temptation. Right? This is not the first woman, or the last woman, who's going to throw themselves at you at one time or another. Especially if you're an unhappily married man, which just puts out signals for other women to come along. Right? It's the kind of a pheromone that happens. Right? Mm. And pheromone, pheromone. Yeah, people always make fun of me. A feral gnome, a pheromone, and. <laughs> Then you got to think of, right, so you're in your mid-30s, and you got to think of living for another 40 years, right, longer than you've even been alive. Right. With no kids, with no grandkids. Yeah. With a steadily diminishing social circle because people move away. They get old. They die. People they, have kids. People have kids, <laughs> and they get busy doing that, right? And that's already happened. So you're going to you're going to have you're going to it's going to be just you and your wife and that's about it and that's going to be uh you know that's going to be pretty rough as opposed to you know if you meet a new woman and you're young enough to do it then you can have kids and and you say oh but my wife's going to be so sad she's going to be very unhappy <laughs> because now I'm putting out to pasture a woman in her mid 40s and blah 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 and it's like yeah that's that's a real shame you know that is a real shame and it's very sad, and I'm not going to pretend it's not. But I like to give women a little thing called respect. And respect equals responsibility equals accountability. So a woman is perfectly free to deny her husband children until she's infertile. She's perfectly free to do that. And those actions have consequences. Which is if her husband wants children, he's probably going to leave her. Mm-hmm. Right? You make your choice and you pay the price. If you want to drink when you're young, I guess it's a lot of fun. I never found much fun in drinking, but I guess people like to drink. It's okay. Well, welcome to your liver when you're 50, right? Which is basically something you could use to fill in a pothole in uh, in Keene, New Hampshire, right? <laughs> and so uh, you want to smoke. Yeah, you know, quitting smoking is tough. So you can keep smoking. And then you get sick. You get your lung cancer, you get emphysema, you get whatever, right? Throat cancer. Mm -hmm. So for me, there is this weird thing that goes on in society where women now have choices, right? Your, your, Your wife fully had the choice to say no to you 
after you repeatedly said, let's have kids, let's have kids, I want to have kids, it's getting late, let's have kids, she's like, nope, 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 nope. Okay, fine. She has that freedom. Now, she wouldn't have had that freedom a couple of hundred years ago because no birth control, right? Right. So she has that choice, she has that freedom. And with great freedom comes great responsibility. Right? Like there's this weird thing where I get all these messages. I just put out the um, economics of gender hiring. And I got all these messages from guys who were like, yeah, this woman, she wanted to work on the dock and she wanted to work uh, in the warehouse and so on. And, you know, she can't lift stuff. And all these guys rushing in to help her. I'm like, don't help her. Don't help her. Don't subsidize women. Don't, don't, don't give them equality and then treat them as children. She made a choice. Just try and start having children at the age of 44 with a man who repeatedly tried to get her to have children before. Don't subsidize that bad decision on her part. Don't take ownership of it. Like, well, I should have been more forceful. I should have made her have children. That's a, that's a monster. It'll be a monster and make someone have a child or bully <laughs> someone into having a child. That's horrible. Right? So she knew you wanted kids. She also knew that you were very susceptible to women crying and bullying and being sad, and that's what she used. And it's like, okay, you take what you want, and then you pay for it. And the the price may be that you don't want to be married to her anymore because you really, really, really want to have kids, right? You say, oh, but she'll be sad. It's like, well, uh, I don't ever remember anyone saying, well, you know, we better not have women come into the workforce because it's going to displace men and then they're going to need all of these additional legal supports just to survive in the workforce. And I don't ever remember anyone saying, well, we can't have affirmative action because that means fewer white men are going to have jobs, blah, 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 right? Or we can't have any more wars because men get killed. <laughs> I mean, nobody says that in society. So why the hell should we withhold consequences from women's freely chosen decisions? It makes no sense. And it's, 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 it's crazy. Like if a woman can't lift something and she wanted that job, don't help her. Chivalry is for women who... Ah, oh, that's an interesting question. I'm going to finish that another time. I, that's, I don't want to go on a big tangent here. But chivalry is a very important okay. thing. I like chivalry. I like, I'll open doors for women. I'll uh, buy my wife flowers. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very into chivalry. But that's for a whole different situation. If the woman wants to work in the warehouse, don't lift stuff for her. Because if you want equality, you get responsibility and you get accountability. Society can't work in any other way. And I'm a big advocate of men. Stop pampering women. Stop subsidizing women. Stop stepping in and treating women as children when women want to be equal. Say, oh, well, women don't want to be equal, but they don't want accountability. They don't want responsibility. It's like, well, then if we give them, quote, equality and then remove consequences and accountability then we're, we're, we're giving women an unreality that is going to destroy them in the long run. Yeah. So with regards to, well, my wife is going to be sad if I leave her, it's like, well, that's called accountability. That's called responsibility. She has the freedom to say no to you when you say you desperately want to have kids and it's something you've wanted since you were, you were young. She has that freedom and she always should have that freedom and she'd always have that choice. And with choice comes responsibility. With choice comes accountability. If you choose to gamble, you might lose a whole lot of money. That doesn't mean that everyone else should rush in and make good your debt, right? And so this idea, well, she's going to be sad and therefore she's going to be sad and therefore I don't have any freedom. Come on. 
you gain freedom by giving freedom. If you want to stay with your wife, stay with your wife. If you want to leave your wife, leave your wife. But don't do it because she'll be sad or because she's over the hill and nobody's going to want her or whatever else you might make up. That's ridiculous because that means that ascribing her no freedom destroys your freedom. You don't have any freedom with your wife any more than you had with your mother. Because the consequences of you having freedom are so terrible. Well, your mother might kill herself and your wife might be sad if you leave her. Well, how on earth does telling her she has no responsibility for her prior actions give you freedom at all? And the name of the show, Free Domain. (laughs) Free Domain. Freedom is the main thing. And freedom should be your domain. And if you can't make a choice because your wife might be upset, you're a slave. You're not a physical slave. You're an emotional slave, which is even worse in some ways, because a physical slave knows that he's a slave and tries to escape. An emotional slave thinks he's being a good guy and can't get away. She made the choice, man. She made the choice to not listen to you, to focus on her own feelings, to manipulate, to cry when you said, honey, gosh, let's have kids. I really, really want to have kids. You're getting too old. It's getting older. We got to have kids. I really, I've told you from the very beginning, I really, really want kids. It makes me feel sad when you say that. Okay, well, then you're free to say no and I'm free to make my choices. But you got to stop treating women as children. And then there's some people who say, well, you can only treat women as children. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. <laughs> no. But I, I believe as long as we continue to give women no accountability with pretend equality, those women will never grow up. And I really want to launch my daughter into a world where she can't manipulate. And as long as people are rushing over to lift up the things women say they can lift but can't, no, no, that's not right. You, I want you to be free to do what is best for you based on virtue. And where you are right now is you're trapped in a marriage where you're being a really nasty person. Right? Yes. I mean, you're breaking your wife's heart. You're breaking this other woman's heart. You're breaking your word. You're, right? I mean, this is not good. You, you Don't do this. Whatever you do, don't do this. I can't. No. You're right. I can't do this. And don't be passive-aggressive. If you're mad at her, get mad at her. I mean, don't be abusive, obviously. Right. But right. if you if you're mad at her, you can be mad in very honor. You can be angry at people in very honorable ways, in very decent ways, mm-hmm. in ways that actually make you closer and make your relationship a hell of a lot better. Mm-hmm. But don't be this. I'm pushing it down. It ends up as an affair, and then I, you know, confess to her. Like that's that's no good. No. That's no, no good. pushing it. Pushing it down is what led to all this bullshit that I'm responsible for over these last few months. Yeah, look, if, if the marriage is dead, then just end it. And if the marriage is not dead, then bring it back to life. But don't just slow torture it into non-existence. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's the most stuff I wanted to say. And uh, if there's anything else you wanted to add? Um, I don't think so. There's just... a. Yeah, there's a lot to think about here. I appreciate, I appreciate your brutalness. I didn't expect anything less. Yeah, um, and just you can meditate. Just try and find spaces to relax. 
don't overthink things, the answer is already within you. And again, I don't know what that answer is. That's not, I mean, my answer may be different than your answer, and it's your life. you got to live it. But you already have the answer, and you can run yourself ragged in circles. You already have the answer, and most times in life, it's relaxing into certainty. It's not heating your mm-hmm. brain up, chasing certainty around until you fall fall over. You, you relax into certainty. Uh, right. I've had the greatest insights through meditation, through relaxation, through just being with my thoughts and uh, not trying to chase certainty, but letting certainty emerge within me. Uh, that is, uh, you, you, there's no more thinking, no more information that you need. I believe that you already have the answer, but you're, you're going to need to just relax and accept it. And uh, I think that would be a very positive moment for you because when you have that answer and you trust yourself, then you can finally uh, walk away from that childhood. Will you let me know how it goes? Okay. That's what I'm going to try to do. Yeah. All right. Well, I thanks, will, man. I appreciate the call, you know. and I certainly wish you the best, and I really, really appreciate your frankness. Yeah. Thank you very much, Stefan. Thanks, man. Bye.